Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The enemy is always about lying to us and telling us that what the future holds is not good. (laughs) And fear sets in. And we know that the Holy Spirit does not give us fear. If it's fear, it's not of the Lord. And though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear. Why? Because He is with you. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. Discouragement is the greatest tool of the enemy. Through convincing us that our futures don't hold any good, he can potentially take from us faith and hope for the future. Pastor J.D. reminds us that God is always with us, and that if we can allow ourselves to trust in that, we will never have any need for fear. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 23 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. So, before we jump into this study, I have to confess that I'm somewhat intimidated when it comes to teaching the 23rd Psalm. I mean, I'm just being, you know, candid with you. It seems like uh, as of late, especially on Sunday mornings in our study through the book of Ephesians, where we're dealing with wives submitting to husbands and husbands loving your wives. And this Sunday, Lord willing, we're going to talk about children obeying their parents and honoring their father and mother. And, um, This is one of those uh, places in God's Word, as is Ephesians in chapter 5 and now beginning chapter 6 on Sunday, where you can't, as an expositional teacher of God's Word, get away with skipping over those really tough, you know, passages. I'm approaching tonight's teaching of particularly the 23rd Psalm with a holy fear, a reverent fear and trepidation because of the power of this particular psalm, it is, to me, one of the most powerful and even profound, not to mention well-known psalms in the entire book, and I would even venture to say the entirety of Scripture as well. I think that this psalm rises to the level of an appropriate introduction. And to do that, I want to borrow from commentators who say it more eloquently than I ever could. And I'll begin with this first commentator who writes of the 23rd Psalm this. He says, it has charmed more griefs to rest than all the philosophy in the world. It has remanded to their dungeon more felon thoughts, more black doubts, more thieving sorrows than there are sands on the seashore. It has comforted the noble host of the poor. It has sung courage to the army of the disappointed. It has poured balm and consolation into the heart of the sick, 
of captives in dungeons, of widows in their pinching griefs, of orphans in their loneliness. Dying soldiers have died easier as it was read to them. Ghastly hospitals have been illuminated. It has visited the prisoner and broken his chains and like Peter's angel led him forth in imagination and sung him back to his home again. It has made the dying Christian slave freer than his master and consoled those whom dying he left behind mourning. Not so much that he was gone as because they were left behind and could not go. Here's another commentator. Millions of people have memorized this psalm. Even those who have learned few other scripture portions. Ministers have used it to comfort people who are going through severe personal trials, suffering illness, or dying. For some, the words of this psalm have been the last that they have ever uttered in their life. In other words, the last words that were spoken were that of this psalm. I hope I can, in reading the psalm, do so with the reading it deserves. It's only six verses. But oh my, how full and how rich are these verses. We know it's a psalm of David. We're told that. And it reads as such. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know if you noticed the uh, shift, for lack of a better way of saying it, where he writes that the Lord is my shepherd he makes me to lie down. He leads me beside. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths. And then in verse 4, notice the, the change. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. 
It's no longer he shall, he will. It's you will. (laughs) And you are with me. Your rod, your staff, you prepare a table. You anoint my head. And then surely goodness and mercy. I love how one of verse 6 said of goodness and mercy that it's not misery and harm, danger and peril that follow me all the days of my life. No, it's, it's goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I mean, that, that, that maybe is a word for somebody here tonight because if you're anything like me and I believe that you are, The enemy is always about lying to us and telling us that what the future holds is not good. (laughs) And fear sets in. And we know that the Holy Spirit does not give us fear. If it's fear, it's not of the Lord. And though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear. Why? Because he is with you. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life because he is with you all the days of your life. Jesus said, lo, I am with you always even unto the ends of the earth. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He cannot. And surely, because of that, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. So, I really spent some time combing through and meditating on this amazing psalm, and the Lord, as only he can and always does, just really ministered to me afresh. It was like fresh fire on the altar. You know how that is with God's word? How it is that you can read a passage, and the word of God is so active and so alive that it just comes alive. You've read it. How many times before? And then when you're reading it, it's like you're reading it for the first time because God just gives you this this new insight, this, this fresh fire, as it were. And it just comes alive in a very powerful and a very real way. And a lot of it has to do with where you're at at the time that you read it. You know how it is that you can be in a very different place in your life when you're in a certain place in God's word. And God's word will speak to you in such a way for such a time as you're in. And then many months, even years can go by and then you're in that same place but you're in a different place in your life, and yet God's word is able to minister to you in a different and new way. It's the the same scripture, 
But that's just the nature of God's word. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But God's word is alive and active. It's very active. And if I can say it this way, it activates. It activates. It's alive. The Holy Spirit brings life to it in your life. And this is what God did with me in Psalm 23. What he ministered to me was this. That Psalm 23 provides us reassurance. Reassurance. I mean, we have the assurance, but sometimes, wouldn't you agree that we need to be reassured? We need that reassurance that only God in his word can give us. And Psalm 23 provides us, as God's people, that reassurance during those situations in life where we're prone to become discouraged. And in that discouragement, we are prone to give way to despair. I'm hoping you'll kindly indulge me. I want to share with you 89 reassurances. No, not 89. I wanted to say 89 so that when I tell you 11, it won't seem like a lot. So 11, okay. Reassurances from this psalm that speak into our lives concerning the Lord as our shepherd. Just that in and of itself has far-reaching implications. The Lord is my shepherd? <laughs> That's who my shepherd is? Yeah, and the, the truth of the matter is, in order to have a shepherd, and albeit it's the Lord that's your shepherd, that means that I'm the sheep. And if you know anything about sheep, that's not a compliment. Sheep are very, um, I want to use the word, um, well, I just have to say it, they're not very smart. Okay, I mean, let's be honest, okay? I mean, you've, you've heard stories about sheep just, I mean, following other sheep uh, off of a cliff. So we're the sheep, he's the shepherd. And, and the sheep is vulnerable. The sheep is, um, well, let's put it this way. The sheep is in need of a shepherd. And so I want to share with you these 11 reassurances, starting with this first one. I'm the sheep, and the Lord is my shepherd, and as such, he always protects me in my vulnerability and directs me in my susceptibility. See, and, and we're going to get to it in a moment. I want to get ahead of myself. But you know where we're told that he, as our shepherd, anoints our head with oil. You have to understand, and a uh, very fascinating study for those of you that want to, uh, you know, do this in your own time in God's word. But the, the shepherd 
to protect the sheep from these ticks that would get into their uh, ears and also to protect their eyes would anoint them with this oil. It was a, a protection. It was a protective measure to protect the sheep who was vulnerable to such a thing. Now we understand in typology that the uh, uh, oil is a representative of and a type of the Holy Spirit. Again, I want to get to that and I'll get ahead of myself. But he's always protecting me. But in that protection, there's also direction because sheep need to be directed. Sheep need to be protected, but sheep need to be directed. Here's a second one. Because the Lord is my shepherd, and I want you to think about this because I know that it can seem like a firm grasp of the obvious, but I want you to think about this. There will never, ever, ever be a time when I am in want because the Lord is my shepherd. In other words, I will never lack, I will never, ever have a need that he will not provide for me. If he doesn't provide it, then it must be that I don't really need it. Because he will provide whatever I need. I will never be in want because the Lord is my shepherd. Do you know who my shepherd is? The Lord is my shepherd. Do you know what that means? If the Lord is my shepherd, I I will want for no thing. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Thirdly. My shepherd keeps me so safe, and this is interesting, that I'm able to peacefully lie down in lush pastures from which I eat and beside still waters from which I drink and I am satiated. I am fully satisfied regardless of what is going on around me. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I want to recommend a book that I have in my library. It is a treasured classic. It's by Philip Keller. It's a shepherd looks at the 23rd Psalm. He has some very interesting insight into the difficulty with sheep lying down. Uh, um, it's not easy to get sheep to do things. You know, sheep get spooked, for lack of a better word, easily. They, I remember on the mainland when my boys were very little, there was a sister in the church that uh, raised sheep, said, hey, why don't you bring the boys out and, and uh, you know, to our, uh, you know, place, and we'll show you a little, a few things about sheep. Boy, was that interesting. I mean, I had sermon material for a year just from that one, that one, uh, you know, experience. But it was really um, interesting because, well, first of all, my, my boys were chasing them, and man, they ran. They ran from them. And <laughs> There was not one time where I saw one sheep lying down, just kind of, you know, chilling. You just didn't see it. Well, here's what Philip Keller writes. He writes that sheep do not lie down easily and will not unless four conditions are met. Listen to this. 
because they are timid, they will not lie down if they're afraid. Because they are social animals, this is really interesting, they will not lie down if there's friction among the sheep. How's that one? If flies or parasites trouble them, they will not lie down. Finally, if sheep are anxious about food or hungry, they will not lie down. And then he says this, and I love the the iteration. He says, rest comes because the shepherd has dealt with fear, friction, flies, and famine. Oh, and the Lord makes me to lie down. How does he do that? Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord satiates any hunger. He provides my every need. And he protects me. I'm not going to be afraid. I can lie down. It's okay. God's got this. And he will take care of everything. These four and many more conditions have been met because the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, when you're reading God's word, when you're studying God's word, and certainly when you're teaching God's word, I, I always envision the emphasis because, you know, it's sometimes it's not how, what you say, it's how you say what you say. So you know how the, the emphasis on a certain word can change the whole complexion of what's said. So let's take that in the context of just the opening words of this amazing psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay? How about this emphasis? The Lord is my shepherd. Oh. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. How about this one? The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, he, he's your shepherd? Yeah. He's your shepherd. How about this one? The Lord is my shepherd. He's your? Yeah. Oh. He's your, you know how, <laughs> I think about my kids, you'll forgive me, <laughs> but, um, you know, they'll sometimes run into this, you know, situation where somebody will say, especially my, my firstborn son, because of that genetic, you know, <laughs> similarity, just by looking at him, they'll go, are you Pastor J.D.'s son? To which he'll respond, yeah, that's my father. <laughs> I hope he says it like that. It's not like, you know, yeah, that's my father. No, no it's, that's my shepherd. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Psalms. While our time with you is ending, your study of God's Word doesn't have to. Everyone can learn from the Bible, and everyone will be blessed when they open their hearts to its truth. As you spend time in Scripture today, ask God to share His heart directly with yours, and be open to whatever He has to teach you. Know that we're praying for you as you study, and will continue to do so each time we produce a new edition of In Spirit and Truth. Are you in the Kaneohe area? If so, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. 
Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each week to spend time praising the Lord and learning from His Word. Find out more about us and get directions at inspiritandtruthradio.com. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. while you're there or download our mobile app for Apple and Android devices to access these messages anywhere and everywhere. We'd also like to point out Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to view the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for joining us today for Pastor J.D.'s teaching, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth.